0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
1: sweet honey, so She's
0: blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. It's a woman's, world.
1: woman's world.
0: Woo, It's
2: Friday night. It is Friday night. We're going to have some fun in hour two of tonight's Andrea Kay show. We've got some interesting pop culture uh, stories to share with you guys. Um, we've got a disturbing story. What city in America is now going to be playing Muslims daily prayers five times a day? Yeah. You're going to, you're just going to think you're over in Bog, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a name of a, you're you're going to think you're in Tehran when you're right here in the US of a, Skins, can you imagine, we've we, we have become a nation where you can't even have Christmas on a calendar. We've got our, we've got our, um, what's it called? It used to be Christmas nights over at Balboa Park, and now it's called holiday nights.
3: I think it's called sparkle season.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we don't, we've got spring um, break from school now. On holiday break because we can't call it Easter break anymore, right? And we can't, and we can't call it Christmas break. But I might as well go ahead and talk about this story because this is clearly a stink of the week nominee. Uh, Minneapolis becomes the first major U.S. city to allow all five Muslim daily prayer calls over the loudspeakers in the United States of America. The same people. That are telling you you can't have Christmas on a school calendar are perfectly happy to force everybody to have to listen to Muslims prayers five times a day. They amended the city's noise ordinance, which had prevented some morning and evening calls at certain times of the year because they occurred at times of the day when tighter noise restrictions were in place. It's called the adhan, I guess, to be heard over speakers five times a day, year round. So Christmas Day, Easter Sunday, huh? Forget forget that it's the United States of America and we're we celebrate Christmas and Easter. Can you imagine going over and, and uh, immigrating to some other country over in the Middle East and telling them, you know what? It's Easter. I don't want to be hearing your Muslim prayers. No. I I can't even believe that this is happening. The Constitution does not sleep at night, said the uh, uh, executive director of the Minnesota Chapter of the Council on American Islamic Relations. Um, Okay. Yeah, freedom of religion, right? Except if you're a Christian. Let's talk about the fact that if you're a Christian, we well, we already just gave some examples. Christian teachers have been told to take their cross off when they're in school. We've had to fight, hook, line, and sinker across this country to be able to keep nativity scenes, to be able to keep, you know, um, different scriptures, and God we trust. Just
3: to be able to keep crosses up on certain lands,
2: yeah. Do you see how they use our laws against us? There's not been a Muslim baker that was sued because there's not been a Muslim baker that was visited by a gay couple or a trans person to try to force them to bake a cake or do a flower arrangement. No, they get to play their Muslim prayers. Their businesses are protected. Their religion is protected. Religious, Their exercise of their religion is protected. Ours isn't. Why? Well, because their ideology politically is in line with the Communist and the Democrat Party. We're not just a nation anymore of two sets of laws. We're also a nation of we now as Christians are the inferior class. This makes me really angry. That this is being allowed. And by the way, we're not supposed to have... This is a violation of the Constitution because it's supposed to be separation of church and state. And what that meant was, is that you would not have the U.S. government picking a religion that they were going to support at the expense of any others. And that's what's happening here. And of course, the vote took place yesterday, apparently, during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan... Not only was the council vote unanimous, there was no organized community opposition. Minneapolis has become a city for all religions, said a leader of one mosque. Apparently not. This is despicable to me. And you, and don't be adding me saying that I hate Muslims. What I hate is the accommodations that we're giving them. It's like Rush Limbaugh said, uh, you know, Islamists took down our Twin Towers on 9-11 and we've been apologizing to them ever since. The Council for American Islamic Relations, who gave this statement here, is a front group for Hamas. And Ilhan Omar is a fundraiser for this terrorist group with ties to Hamas unbelievable let's get into some good news this is what happens when you, you, you the the mindset of inclusion we've got to include everybody when you don't protect your nation's sovereignty, our culture, our way of life. It's like Trump said in 2016, it bringing refugees here from these Islamic terrorist-infested countries is a problem not just because we have no way of vetting who you know, would fly a plane into a, into a tower, but because they don't match our culture. Our founding fathers understood that there was an American culture and you needed to come here to immigrate and assimilate into our culture. And there's no assimilation. We have nothing in common with Islam, which is a political ideology that has a religious component. And we need to be pushing back against it. There has only been one elected official. It was a candidate for president. Rick Santorum is the only one. Back in 2015 and 2016, we had so many Republicans throwing their hat in the ring. I don't know if you guys remember that they had to do... Like two different debates, the A team the, with the higher poll numbers and then the B team. And I watched both debates, of course. And Rick Santorum was the only one that said what I said. He's the only one I've ever heard say it that we need to declare in this country Islam to be a, a political ideology. They're taking over, this is taking over our country. And there's nothing compatible. I don't care what they say, there's nothing c- compatible here. I don't know how much of Sharia is involved in what's going on in Minneapolis. I don't know. In Sharia, they subjugate women. We already have courts across this country that are applying Sharia law. We couldn't get Democrats in a lot of these places to sign legislation criminalizing female genital mutilation of little girls, which is hacking off their genitals for no reason, but their religious beliefs. That's what's going on. That's what goes on in Sharia, and and going on in the, in our country as well. Um, I guess now I think you know what. Instead of getting into this, I want to do a segment on entitlement. Let me let me finish with this before we take a break. Ann Houser Bush has issued a statement. I don't know if have you had a chance to read it, Skins. You know, after they hired a male to dress up like a woman in a Breakfast at Tiffany's ad, and no,
3: I've heard bits and pieces of the story. Okay,
2: so Ann busch Bush issued finally issued a statement. First, there were rumors that top execs didn't know anything about this, which is a bunch of hooey. Uh, That's just trying to, to, you know, wash their hands of it. And then when it didn't die down, when they've lost $6 billion in market cap, now we finally get a statement from the CEO. And I'm going to read it, Skins, and you tell me if you think that this is sufficient to address the reason why their customer base has abandoned them to the tune of $6 billion. And by the way, the CEO of Anheuser-Busch spent some time in the Marines and the CIA. And of course, we know our intelligence community is not exactly conservative. Here's what he had to say. We're honored to be part... uh, Wait, where's the beginning of this statement? As CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago, I am responsible for ensuring every consumer feels proud of the beer we brew. We're honored to be part of the fabric of this country. Anheuser-Busch employs more. Anheuser, is that what it is? (laughs) Can you tell I don't drink it? (laughs) Anheuser-Busch. You sure it's Anheuser? Anheuser-Busch employs more than 18,000 people and our independent distributors employ an additional 47,000 valued colleagues. We have thousands of partners, millions of fans, used to, and a proud history supporting our communities, military, first responders, sports fans, and hardworking Americans everywhere. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. My time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability and the values upon which America was founded. Freedom, hard work, and respect for one another as CEO of Anheuser-Busch. I am focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage. I spend much of my time traveling across America, listening to and learning from our customers, distributors, and others. Moving forward, I will continue to work tirelessly to bring great beers to customers across our nation. That was a lot of words that did nothing to address the issue. These woke, high IQ, stupid Stupid people. Yeah. Did you hear an apology in there? Did you hear anything that addressed it?
3: Nope.
2: Don't even don't say anything if you can't say if you can't say something worthwhile. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's completely tone deaf. Don Jr. came out today. Don Trump, Trump Jr. came out today and said, "Look, you know, Anheuser an, did I say that right? Anheuser Bush has donated. They support Republicans. Sixty percent have you know that this and this and that. I don't care." I don't care how much they've given in the past. I'm not going to give them a pass. Evidently, he's wanting people to back off on the boycott of Anheuser-Busch. And I say no. No. I don't give a crap how much they've donated to Republican causes. You think I care about that? That's not a reason. What is is he? Is he scared now they're not going to donate to Trump? Too bad. This is about our country. This is a Trojan horse to destroy this nation. And that disappointed me and Don Jr. I don't care how much they've given, we need to crush this movement in its tracks. And I say we continue to crush any corporation that tries to continue to crush us and our nation with this insanity. And that's my thoughts on that. We're gonna take a break, when we come back. It's time to visit the entitlement portion of tonight's show we've got two stories of those feeling completely entitled to a bunch of nonsense and we're going to share it with you guys
1: you're listening to the andrea K. show on the answer san diego
0: my heart there's nothing our nations can't achieve if we do it together i really mean it so thank you all god bless you all let's go let's go like the world let's get it done <laughs>
2: Ah. <laughs> that's your commander in chief y'all yeah there he is around the world representing isn't that what the kid's saying he's representing
3: <laughs> go lick the world oh Good yeah oh my my goodness thanks,
2: crazy oh my gosh all right um couple of stories from the entitlement crowd all right um i saw a video no sound to it And it was of a target security guard punching a woman in the face. I couldn't hear the sound behind it. But she was a large woman looking like, I don't know, like from the camera angle, African-American, like 5'10", maybe. He looked like he's a little on the smaller side, the security guard, uh, like a little Barney Fife, like maybe 5'8", blonde, like maybe one hundred and fifty fifteen pounds, right? And it looked to me like she's kind of chasing him into the office. And then he turns around and he's like cornered and he just clocks her, right? She gets up, though, at this point and then sits herself in a chair. So I'm like, what is this? There was no sound to, to, that, uh, to the story here. Well, evidently, what happened was this took place in October at the mega store. I didn't know Target had a mega store. Stifling a <clears throat> yawn here. Sorry, guys. It, it, don't blame me, by the way. Skins is making me yawn. Um, so, this, this customer, Karen Ivory, goes and racks up, loads up about $1,000 worth of groceries and goes to the checkout. <laughs> Line And she's getting all aggressive and saying that um, she is demanding that she pay for her groceries uh, through reparations. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. Um, so she got so and she asked over and over and over again and they weren't going along with it. And eventually. She got really aggressive and that's how it ended up. Uh, she kept according to the report. Uh, ivory kept berating her the manager about reparations and her privi- privileged life and this was according to uh, a patron um, oh here's the picture of it so that's when zach cotter who's a loss pre- prevention officer intervened and asked ivory to calm down and leave the store But um, she began screaming at him and followed him into the office and you can see if you watch the video um, before he hits her you can see that he's kind of scared He, he, you know, I mean, he's got this, this irate, aggressive, large woman following him into the store and getting, you know, getting all aggressive, screaming at him. He tried to shut the door and she forced her way in. And, um, I, you know, and that's when he's, and I could see on the video, he's kind of looking behind him and she's coming towards him and he punched her. Um, so um, after reviewing the incident, they determined that Ivory was the aggressor and she was the one placed under arrest. He wasn't arrested for punching her. And you know what? I don't have a problem with that. Normally, I would say that there's never a cause for a man to put his hands on a woman. But this is this is a, an unarmed small man who's being you know uh, uh, chased aggressively by a woman and who won't let him. She barged into the door. To me, she got physical when she wouldn't let him shut the door when she refused to leave the store and which is not which is private property and she forced her way in and um and I'm glad that she was arrested yeah she was
3: going beyond just being rude
2: yeah she was confrontational with the with the officers on the scene and um She told an officer she wanted the cashier to contact the manager so we could have a larger conversation about how money works and how the provision works and how it's been working in our community in a very wrong way. This is my Rosa Parks moment. (laughs) Rosa Parks moment. Demanding you get free groceries, $1,000 worth of free groceries in Target. This makes me angry. We're here because... The Democrat party continues to tell African Americans and is amped up on it. Continue to tell African Americans that no matter what circumstances you have in life, it's not your fault. If you want more than what you have, you're entitled to it and you have the right to go and take it because this country is evil and no black person can make it in this country. And that as long as your skin is dark, it doesn't matter whether you ever have an ancestor that was enslaved. Doesn't matter any of that. You're entitled. You're entitled to take, and it's also born not just from the sense of entitlement being pushed with this anti-American racism, CRT nonsense, but also it comes with the, with the, with the added uh, influence of um, the Gavin Newsom's and the DA's that just say, you know what, you, we're not going to charge you with a crime if you go and steal and rip off a store. So it's a culmination of it. How, but let me tell you, all have no fear in NYC because they got a rat czar. They got a rat czar. All right. Um. What do you guys think? do you guys think that uh, he didn't have a right to punch her? I think the cops agreed. They said he did. I say if you're a woman and you get aggressive at a man who's telling you to leave a store because you're basically trying to steal and you're refusing to pay for the goods and you're you're trying to you're trying to force them to give you free goods and you won't leave and you barge your way in. I think you deserve to be clocked message message should be received right um In another case of entitlement, we've got a plus-size passenger who has now gotten an online petition signed by 3,500 people to the FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, Through change.org, which is, you know, the far lefties, change.org was big, big. I think it was change.org or maybe that was moveon.org that was big, uh, in the Obama days, uh, demanding, it's a demand, uh, for, to, for the FAA to quote, protect plus sized customers. Skins, when you, when you hear protect, I don't know about you, but when I hear the word to protect plus-size citizens, I think something's happening in the airline industry where plus-size people are being allowed to be punched in the face. They're not being served the coffee when the flight attendants go down the aisle. Something something really untoward is happening here. I think there's some kind of attack happening, don't you, when you hear protect? Yep. Here's what, uh, and she does assert, this person does assert, Jalen Cheney. Is a, a content creator from, of course, Vancouver, Washington, far lefty, um, uh, it says that she and other plus size people. And if you look at this video, I don't know how much she weighs, but it looks like it could be an episode of my 500 pound life on investigative discovery. You know how they have those those shows. We're talking that size of an individual. And uh, according to the petition, air travel should be comfortable and accessible for everyone, regardless of size. Uh, Let me start there. I'm not aware when I go buy a plane ticket that I'm buying the right to be made comfortable according to what I feel is comfortable. Do you feel when you fly, Skins? That you have that right, that, that the airline owes you according to that ticket. And I get whatever
3: seat they give me. And yeah. A lot of times I'm still not comfortable.
2: Right. I'm miserable every time I fly. Absolutely miserable. And I'm small. I don't know how larger people can stand flying uh, uh, you know, economy on these airlines. When I flew back, when, when Mama and I went to London and we flew back, overnight, I think it was, I think we did a red eye maybe on the way back. I don't remember what it was, but I mean, I was so squeezed in five to 105 pounds. And I, I I remember thinking, how in the world does anybody of, nor- of normal size, like average height, which would be like five, eight or whatever, and 130 pounds. How do people stand it? But you know what? People squeeze themselves in, and they put up with it if they want to fly, because that's how the airlines make their money. They that over time, the seats are smaller, the legroom smaller, and if you want to fly, that's just what you got to put up with, right? And let me tell you, during COVID, did any was anybody's comfort taken? You know, uh, how many times have we heard about the airlines have a right? You don't, you don't have any control. They don't even care about, they don't even pretend to care about customer service anymore, right? I mean, and we all put up with it. They, The airline industry telling you, you're going to wear that mask, and you have to put it back up between bites, right? That's what all of us have to put up with. And yet now, supposedly, the plus-size population feels like they've got a right to comfort when the rest of us don't have a right to comfort? Girl, please. She goes on and says, As plus-size travelers, my partner and I have unfortunately experienced discrimination and discomfort while flying. What discrimination? I just said that we're all subject to here's the seat size, here's the legroom size. That's not discriminatory. You're not being discriminated against. You're having to follow the same rules as everybody else. That's the way it works. During a flight from Pasco to Denver, my fiancé was subjected to hateful comments, disapproving looks, and even refusal to sit next to them. Them? Oh, so the partner must be some non-binary person who doesn't know, you know, can't decide or, or refuses to accept, basically, what gender they were born in. Amounting to discrimination. Discrimination means you're getting treated differently than somebody else by the airline. This isn't discrimination. Similarly, on another flight, I was forced to occupy... Oh, skins. I was forced to occupy only one seat with immovable armrest that caused me pain and bruises. Let me say something here, and, and I hope that I don't offend anybody, and I hope that I'm not um, being indelicate here, uh, but I'm being honest. Very few people have this level of or any kind of obesity problem through no fault of of lifestyle it is incredibly rare incredibly rare there are some instances where mor- morbid obesity is of no fault of their own but it is incredibly rare adult onset diabetes adult uh, you know um <laughs> Morbid obesity is almost exclusively entirely lifestyle related. And it's the and, and, and the seats are big enough, as I've witnessed, to handle a a, 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 a certain level of obesity. They're not designed for five hundred pounds people, and if you've made the choice in your life to get this large because this individual goes on to complain skins, I was forced into one seat, meaning this is somebody that can't fit I've seen lots of uh, lots of people uncomfortable they're really large. this is somebody that is demanding skins. get this this is somebody that's saying um." And this person doesn't care. This person goes on to acknowledge that this will result in an additional cost. Who's supposed to pay it? Me? Other people? No. There's the discrimination that you think that your lifestyle choices entitle you to, to for somebody else to incur some kind of expense on your behalf. No. You're not special. This person offers a solution. Many airlines also oversell a percentage of seats on flights resulting in available seats that could be used to accommodate passengers who need additional room. You need additional room, buy the extra seat. And if there are flights and if there are seats uh, in airlines that don't have movable armrests, then you need to pick another airline that does.
3: It's not the airline's fault.
2: Not the airline's fault. It's not fellow passengers' fault. And if I buy a seat... And if somebody else buys a seat and they're made to be uncomfortable because somebody that should have purchased two seats didn't, and now they're over into somebody else's space making them miserable, that's not. That's what's not fair. If you want to fly and you can't fit into one seat, buy two seats. Just like if you're a parent and you want to fly with a kid that's too large to sit in your seat, you need to buy a second seat. Not expect the airline to give you a seat. This person even goes on at one point to say the petition asks for free extra seats. All plus size passengers should be provided with an extra free seat or even two or three seats depending on their size to accommodate their needs and ensure their comfort during the flight.
3: That's just nonsense.
2: It's complete nonsense. An airline should, quote, offer a refund for plus size passengers who purchase additional seats independently. No. Why am I talking about this? Is this some story that nobody should be paying attention to? Uh, No, we need to be paying attention to this because we actually have an obesity problem in this country. We do. And the solution is not... For we already have because of a variety of different inflation and economic issues. Now people people who need to go and fly across the country to see somebody who's dying or to attend a funeral can't afford it. And now we're they're going to have to. It's only going to get worse for them because uh, because the airlines are going to have to hold three and four seats for somebody who weighs eight hundred pounds to be able to fly. No, that's your problem. Rent a rent, you need you. If you want to fly and you can't fit it like everybody else and you, you don't want to buy an extra seat or two, then you need to rent a, Merce, a, a Mercedes Sprinter van and drive across the country to your destination. I am sick of being, being told that I have to accommodate fringe people with their unrealistic and selfish narcissistic demands. It's not fair. And they're also calling for larger plus size bathrooms for them, priority boarding and additional airport assistance. This is plus-size people wanting the Kardashian treatment. Get over yourself. Life isn't fair. Put the fork down. Walk around the block. There, I said it. Gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna play some clips from Desantis, and these clips from him put him in the running for Hero of the Week for me. Stay tuned.
1: Andrea K, telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome
2: back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Going to go to the phones, and I'm super excited because it looks like my friend Yasmin is on the line with an airline story she wants to share. Hey, Yas, so glad you called.
1: Hey, oh, I've got to tell you this. Okay. okay so my friend is a retired airline stewardess. She was in our rent for a few years before she uh, uh, transferred over to transitioned over to another career. So there was this obese passenger Uh and she was alone. She's a little older. So, um, you know, they accommodate her and everything. So now this passenger needs to go to the bathroom Uh and she needs help. So my friend and another airline stewardess come alongside her and they're, uh, you know, carefully it took them a few minutes for to get her to even stand up. Oh gosh. Okay. So she, she stands up and then just as she takes her first step, she falls bringing my friend down first, (laughs) who hits the ground. She falls on top of her and her legs, (laughs) my friend's legs are kind of, you know, going up and down, up and down, help somebody. <laughs> there, there was like, you know, some big burly passenger man that had to up this lady off of her. Like she was out for about six weeks on a worker's cop for a <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh I shouldn't be laughing now that I know she was out on a workers' comp, but it's like it's. Uh, I've got this. It's like a cartoon I've got in my head, right?
1: Of... Exactly, yeah, exactly. So I had to. I had to share that. Oh my gosh! With all the you know, news that we had earlier, but hey, but I thought you, you and Skins, would get a kick out of it, and the listeners, of course. Oh my That's gosh! My boy, Frankie, there—he's just laughing away as
2: bless her heart this is they tried to help her and then look what happened she, you right. know it's all fun and games until somebody is out on a workers comp claim for six weeks with a bad back i'm totally <laughs> imagining her legs up in the uh, oh my no, gosh <laughs> well you have oh, a good one my thank dear. you honey love you thanks for calling in Love you too bye there's
0: nothing our nations can't achieve if we do it together. I really mean it.
2: Oh, so gosh. thank
0: you all. God bless you all. Let's go. <laughs> let's go lick, lick the world. Let's go
2: lick out. the world. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, I bet. I, but it must have been so hard for all the passengers on that flight, by the way, because you know they all. So many of them wanted to crack up laughing at the scene. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh, I needed that laugh. I needed to oh, purge. My airline
3: travels have been fairly normal.
2: Oh my gosh, um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that about. I've I've got a, 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 some some. My cousin, one of my cousins was a flight attendant for Delta. Her whole career was being a flight attendant for Delta. And then I became good friends with um, some couples that husbands were all um, Navy pilots, fighter pilots. And then they all went to work for as pilots for commercial airlines and married all these women that I know who were flight attendants. So I know a lot of former flight attendants and the stories they have to tell, you know, of what they've had to put up with on these flights. That's why I try to be super nice, you know, I, just like I am to... And it's not the same thing, but like when I'm in a restaurant, I try to be nice to people, you know, who have to work with the public, right? Because it's That's so job. hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. I think it, hopefully, I think it's a little bit easier for them now. Um, Because they don't have to wheel those big, heavy food carts up and down the aisles anymore like they used to have to do, serving food that nobody, that people would then get get irate about. I never had a problem with airline food. I was always happy to get a hot meal. (laughs) I didn't care. Because, of course, I have the palate. I'm a southerner. I have the palate of an an eight-year-old anyway. Um, So let's play a couple of good clips from DeSantis, by the way. He's actually on his tour um, and and he's got a lot of good things to say. I love love Ron DeSantis as a governor. I think he's done an amazing job. What I've been questioning for a while is where he stands on the deep state and an understanding of it and a desire to do something about it. Um, When he was in Congress, I'm not aware of, and I have to dig into his history, but I'm not aware of him in Congress actually pushing for anything related to routing out the deep state and fighting that corruption, which has gone on for a really long time. Um, But he did sign yesterday, quietly, late into the evening, and I think it's because I think he's clearly going to run for president. He did sign into law a uh, Florida's six-week ban on abortion. So, signed into law now in Florida. It's a ban on abortion at six weeks. Um, He did sign, he did put in exceptions for um, incest, rape, and uh, to protect the life of the mother. So, some pro-life, there's some pro-life people that are like, there cannot be exceptions. If you, if, um, so I don't know where you guys stand in the pro-life movement on that. Um, But it's a ban at six weeks. Um, And, There's something about 15 weeks, but I don't see it here in this particular article. So he did provide exceptions. Um, so your thoughts on that? This is, this is, this, he is, he is very conservative. I have no doubt about that. He's not perfect though, and his record needs to be looked at clearly, and he needs to clearly lay out a plan for what he would do as president because it's not the same job. And, He's got it. And number one, it's not the same job. And number two, the deep state and the uniparty of the anti-MAGA, anti-American first part of the Republican Party is is very large. And so I need to hear more from him. We're going to take a break. We come back. You will hear from him and a couple of comments that he made uh, that I really dig related to the trans movement, uh, which to me is a Trojan horse. We got to deal with the trans movement and the deep state who is controlling our elections. And we're going to talk further about that when we come back.
1: A.K. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. That's my Friday evening voice with that little smooth groove that Skins is playing. We got about six minutes left of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um... Rounding out to, skins. After we play these clips, you're going to have to tell me you're here of the week and the stink of the week. So be ready, my dear. Um, Desantis is on a is on a, a pre presidential campaign tour, right? Uh, and and I'm liking a lot of what I'm hearing, and I'm I'm liking some of the comments he made today about this transgender movement because they were incredibly clear, and it is the kind of legislation we need at the federal level. I'll get to that in a moment. Here's the clarity that he provided in terms of biological males playing in sports. Clip three.
0: It is wrong to have a swimmer compete for three years on the men's swim team. Switch to the women's team and then win the women's national championship. That is a fraud. That Mm -hmm. is wrong.
2: Yep. It is, and what we need is we need a president i'm hoping it's Trump with both houses of Congress who is going there who is going to push through legislation uh to to ensure that biological males are not able to compete Should we even have to be doing this in this country? This is how far off the cliffs we've gone here's what he also said about the child abuse and the mutilation the joseph Mangala level experimentation and mutilation of children um Involving transgenderism, clip two.
0: It is also wrong for physicians to pump minors with puberty blockers or to perform sex change operations on them. And in Florida now, physicians who are doing those things to these minors will lose their medical license.
2: Right on. That's what we need. We need these doctors. To be held to their Hippocratic Oath. And held to their degrees that are supposed to be based in science. And not be destroying children. Quite frankly, if we were a moral nation and a sane nation, we would be banning that procedure for anybody of any age. Because it's at the point to where now it's being used to destroy our nation and destroy children en masse. And it's literally insane. Um... All right. Here of the week and stink of the week. Um, I think I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking of of DeSantis at this point that he's made that uh, he's made it illegal. He signed the abortion ban in Florida, made it uh, doctors will lose their medical license. <clears throat> I'm also seeing that Florida. I'm not sure if it's passed yet, but they <clears throat> they're wanting to put possibly uh, the death penalty for child rapist on the table. Um, I'm liking this kind of conservative stuff. Um, but I have to think, I I have to give Hero of the Week, I have to give that to Riley Gaines. Because it's easy to be courageous when you're surrounded by Secret Service or security team and you're governor of a state and you're, you know, just you've been elected into office. But to be a young woman, to speak up, to risk her life and to risk her future, her career uh, for, the, for the right thing and to not cave at a time when young people across this country have just literally accepted whatever crap is being shoved into their brains. I kind of have to think, I kind of have to put Riley Gaines as my hero of the week. Do you have one, Skins?
3: That's definitely a good one. Uh, I'm going to have to give it to former President Trump. I just, I think he's starting to hit his stride with starting to vocalize about the deep state and how deep it is and what we need to do. Still not going far enough, but uh, that he's talking about it, it's good stuff.
2: A lot of people are thinking hero of of this leaker, um, he doesn't get hero status for me. Is it, it do we need to, did, did we all need to know that we had boots on the ground in Ukraine? Absolutely. But that's not why this person leaked this information. So the, you don't get a hero status for me. Um, the stink of the week is the fact that um, the U.S. government loves to leak, our intelligence community loves to leak, our FBI loves to leak. Uh, James Comey had no problem leaking classified information to the media to try to bring down Trump. So um, a stink for me is really the u.s government uh in so many different levels the weaponization against for citizens the covering up of crimes that we've got the biden crime family all around together flying around like a family reunion at taxpayers expense including hunter biden uh when he he and his father have committed crimes against this country the stench uh, uh out of the rotted dc is is my stink of the week what's your stink of the week skins no i mean that, that's i mean the 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 stench on the
3: administration is thick and how there's been zero accountability. I mean, we know why. But, you know, had had this been even decades ago, I mean, they would have been kicked to the curb. But these are the times in which we live.
2: Yeah. Um, Things are continuing to get uglier and uglier between Trump and DeSantis um, on Twitter to the point to where and on so- social media, it's to the point to where Marjorie Taylor Greene came out and said, um, people need to knock it off. We need to be focusing against the real bad guys out there, and that is the Democrat Party and the communists. If they don't stay focused, they won't win. Yeah. We, you need, we need to be and, and you know what if you have switched from Trump if you're Jenna Ellis excuse me while I cough up a furball and you want to switch to Ron DeSantis fine but make your case for him all day not against Trump right don't act like you're a Reagan conservative when you're uh, violating Trump's
3: not the enemy yeah
2: though. exactly he's not hey we love you guys have a wonderful weekend we will be right back here Monday 6pm pacific time stay safe this weekend love you all